get my windows up here. Hey everybody and welcome to the show. Feeling well. Ralph here is always with Lloyd Howell. Um and and uh and what has changed in your life since last week, Ralph? Let's just <laughs> let's just get this out of the way. Is the is yes. the passage this of now, time this now noticeable this to now you? uh what would you call it? Just kind of a a, a, a a newly trite social custom where everyone has to check in with how they're doing. <laughs> how are you faring the pandemic? Uh, just just extending that courtesy mm-hmm, to so mm-hmm. many people. One, not, one, so many so people. few of them that I care about, really. But uh, what's right. changed for me? I don't know. Nothing really. I've uh, I, I find I've started just obsessing about my body obsessing about my weight and my skin and my teeth and just being troubled by all of it you know what else can you do what what else what else do you have any control over yeah like i keep i keep i keep uh, injuring myself in small ways like i i I burnt my arm cooking last night uh and uh uh you know i feel like my my forehead's breaking out a little bit and i bought this soap to this like a very abrasive soap to use on my discolored elbows mm. and it doesn't seem to be working so just all of these all of these uh just offended vanities are just accumulating inside oh. of me and and i'm just i'm just i just it's just making me feel bad oh. what about you oh that sounds like a bad way to be i have gotten literally dozens of very small injuries over the past couple of weeks um and there was a there was a particularly um, kind of horrific one that happened. I guess it was it was like this past past Sunday uh, after we stopped recording. Um, I uh, I've been walking around barefoot a lot. That's been that's been one of my favorite parts of of being here. But a result of that is that my the skin on my feet one of has become very parts. kind of dry, dry and rough and uh, and like cracked. And so I was walking on a rug, and then suddenly a wart that I didn't know was there uh got Uh. knocked by like a particularly coarse section of the of the rug and it got like torn straight out of my toe and it just started bleeding everywhere everywhere um uh disgusting disgusting. yeah Um, i had to i had to i had to slice it off with not ideal uh and no no and so like i got blood all over the rug um here my cats are trying to investigate they want to taste me they want to taste mm-hmm. this, this blood that's spurting mm-hmm. out of my body they think that's a nice meal they think they think that's a treat they're for thinking them. that they're thinking Meanwhile, that the old man is going down and that it yeah. is uh that face mm-hmm. eating time is nigh that's right that's what they will do and they listen they're welcome to my body <laughs> when it's time but it, i don't feel like it's time yet um but that was that was unpleasant and now i'm kind of uh I, I don't know, like I went running earlier this week and I got these like enormous like blisters on my feet from that. You need some like, better shoes. Uh, I need to, I don't, it, it's always, it's always been the fucking thing with me. I've tried a bunch of different kinds of shoes and it always seems to happen when I run more than five miles, I get these awful, like, uh, it's, they're on the insteps, like, like the, Do you have running like the shoes? interior arches of my feet. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like regular Nike running shoes. Do you have a designated um, pair of running shoes and then other casual shoes? Yes, yes. Hmm. Um, have you yeah, tried insoles? Yeah. Insoles. Uh, tell me, what what is this insole <laughs> you speak of? You know, isn't isn't that the 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 gelatinous padding you can put inside the shoe? I've oh, done that like for a, a pair of boots. Like, yeah, like like a like a gel. Yeah. Okay. 
that's that's that might be worth yeah, a try i think that'll help I'll, that helped uh, me with a pair of boots i had but yeah that's okay. unfortunate right. i'm always that's, thank uh, you yes thank i'm you. always banging myself up in minor ways just giving myself mm-hmm. more and more just insightly little scars and i just i hate it it bothers me mm-hmm. was there yeah. ever a point in yeah. your life where you were like i i look pretty good i'm a good looking guy was there ever a point yeah. in my life um uh, yeah yeah i think like probably like five or six months ago oh, i was really? like yes because you'd been working yes. out i that was the dawn of the lifting era yeah i feel i felt like like I, I yeah i look good like my body looks pretty good um and now uh that era has ended um due to the lack of access to adequate exercise equipment um and so i'm kind of noticing just like my face getting rounder like uh you know just my my i i bought like i had to buy a new pair of pants a while ago because like i was becoming you know thicker as it were and now now those pants are again too big for me and it's uh it is a a physical reminder every day of the progress that i made slipping away so what you say um, your face got so, rounder but your your waist got slimmer is that what you're saying yeah yeah it's uh it's it's very odd like Why i'm would not that be the I'm case not, i'm not I, I honestly don't know i honestly so don't are you know. withering like it, it, away it, or getting fatter somehow both <laughs> somehow both at once um which as you might imagine is bad for morale and it's bad to know what to concentrate on um i am i'm planning on uh i'm I'm like i'm gonna go out in the woods and i'm gonna like build a new stone wall today um because that's a thing that is done around here a stone Stone walls they're a feature they're a feature of the landscape um yeah up here up here in the main countryside it's like the soil is very rocky um and so it's very easy to find them and then you just pile them up and you make a nice wall but what so, is the wall what is, is the a, wall meant to 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 cordon off what is it or is it just uh, like a monolith that's erected for its own sake um in this case it'll kind of serve as the boundary of a of a new garden uh, plot yeah yeah so we'll see we'll see how far i get or, or if my dad will decide that the work is inadequate and he'll come along with his tractor, scoop it up and That's push right. it away. Lloyd, you've disappointed me yet again. Get these paltry rocks out of he's my sight. He's going to bulldoze it into a, into a pit he's maintained since your childhood where all your, all your mm-hmm. failed ventures, they get bulldozed into the Lloyd pit, <laughs> into the Lloyd void. <laughs> you know, your lemonade stand... Uh, Son, you've uh-huh. you've you've you've, uh-huh. you've barely turned a profit. <laughs> just a, a Lloyd watches as it's as it's bulldozed uh-huh. into the Lloyd void, into the the goddamn failure oh. hole. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are plenty of those. Let me just tell don't you. let them come for your um, podcasting equipment. No way. No way. I, I hide that away in a new place every day so that he can't. <laughs> He he. So so he did he did discover the existence of the podcast. Did he have no idea until um, recently? He had no idea. Like, um, and at first I was like, "Oh, that's for that's for my left play because I I, I do have one of those." But uh, then, so he knew what there was a, like he knew what a I, let's I play was, and that you had one. But no- he didn't. 
he didn't know what a let's play was. I had to explain that, but uh, but he I had left my equipment out, and so like I, I kind of threw the let's play at him, thinking like, okay, that'll, that'll get him off, off your, your tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then then uh, um, I, I forget how exactly the beans were spilled, but like oh, like he he saw the stickers, right? right. And he was like, oh, <laughs> okay. uh, Lloyd, what 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 what's what's this? And uh, and I and I hemmed and hawed, and I finally fessed up but how did he take the news he's not he's not a um he just kind of his his face became sullen he threw, and, he, he, and, he, and he, he threw a, f- a look over at his tractor looked back at you yeah. and said well, all right <laughs> all right then <laughs> uh a little small to bulldoze but he'll find a way yeah. um no uh i at least hid its existence for my mom because my mom is a podcast listener ah. She's uh she's always like, but she she listens to like NPR kind of stuff like uh you know loves like Lin Manuel Miranda loves like you know hearing about lady entrepreneurs right, right. and is always and is always kind of coming to the dinner table with like stories of positivity in these unprecedented times. Yeah, you don't want that input um, on the on the so, pod. Yeah. Well, that and also I think she would be She'd horrified be scandalized by, by what it, she yeah by what she heard here. So. Gotta gotta keep that under wraps, and so so me and me and my dad shared a knowing look, and he and he was like, "This would destroy her, Lloyd. You know that, um, <laughs> Lloyd. Uh, that's all well and good, but you know that this would destroy your mother." <laughs> uh, that's good. Oh boy, how's your uh, how's your how's your mom? How's your sisters? Are they, Who cares? Are they? Who cares, man? <laughs> I don't know that. Whatever, whatever, they're, whatever. Dumb biddies are in they're the house. Who could care? Me. Um, yeah, we might hear one uh, doing multiple takes of a TikTok video next door, <laughs> like an imbecile. But uh, oh, fine. How, so, so she's so she's like a she's a teen, and she does the TikTok like all the teens do. <laughs> well, there's um, there is a teen. She's. She's lower key, but there's there's another one that's just uh-huh. I don't know. I shouldn't oh get into it, but okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, speaking uh. of um, living with your parents, I watched this week mm. uh, the incel documentary on Prime uh, TFW No GF that feel when no girlfriend. Okay. Do you hear about okay. this? Do you have some thoughts about it? I, I heard about it. I know, like, um, someone we went to school with made a made a doc about kind of incels before they were common That's knowledge. That's true. Uh, she um, had nothing to do with this, but uh, that is true. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, that I remember being pretty good. Uh, this this movie was, was pretty yeah. terrible. It was both bad mm-hmm. as a movie and kind of conceptually frustrating to me because. Mm-hmm. So, like, on the one hand, it's, like, incels, like, they're an invented media spectacle, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Like, are there people who identify as incels on the internet? Of course. But there are people who identify as everything. It's not like there's some kind... They don't, like, comprise a movement or something. And when people talk about them, it, it, it feels like, you know, it reminds me of when, like, after the 2016 election, there was that, like, unending stream of articles 
where like, you know, like the New York Times or other liberal institutions where the writer is like, we have to step out of our bubbles and connect with the rural Trump voter that time forgot, you know, and they gave like, remember uh-huh. when those were coming out and they were giving like, oh, yeah. Yeah. they were just giving like undue attention and a platform and like elevating the importance of these like MAGA chuds. And it's like, yeah, you can like these people exist and you can like draw parallels between like MAGA people, incel people, uh, 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 you know, draw some kind of conclusion about the politics of white grievance or whatever you want to call it. But it's all it's ultimately just like you're just like scapegoating like a bigger and more wide ranging problem by having this like exotic mm-hmm. singular figure instead of looking at things systemically. And again, like mm-hmm. these people are out there. But they're just like an intense uh, minority that is given uh, a disproportionate amount of visibility by the media. So it's like this documentary is Mm -hmm. just advancing this narrative so it can capitalize on it. Now, having said that, like, all Mm -hmm. right, these guys do exist. And it's like, I think you can make a good documentary about anything, let alone you know, uh, uh, losers on the internet. Like, sure, yeah, make an incel sure. documentary. Yeah. But as a documentary, it just fails. Like, for one, like, I mean, it's it's, it's made in a very amateurish uh, manner. Like, in terms of quality, it's it's like it's. Can you can you compare it to like a style of documentary that I might? I know? mean, it's just like a series the... of of profiles and uh, just a lot of it. Is it like interview? Yeah, based? yeah. He, he, she interviews oh, okay. just like. Like pretty, just in a pretty perfunctory and inelegant way, just like a series of self-identified incels, and like my biggest okay. gripe is like none of them in the movie are even like that pathetic. Like they okay. are like dumpy losers. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, all right, you're making me sit down for a fucking movie about incels. I want to see the oil, oiliest, most fucking abject <laughs> men in the world. I want to see the saddest uh, people in America. Like, oh, she yeah. Doesn't, like, I better see the freak yeah, show like, I, like, to like, coax, have that, she doesn't, that to be like, worth yeah, my she time. Absolutely. She doesn't challenge them or like, like all of them in it seemed like too self-aware. It seemed like everyone in it was mm-hmm. saying what they wanted to say in the inevitable incel documentary. You know, like they had their talking uh-huh. points. There was mm. never a feeling of oh, like, no. yeah, like it never felt like she caught them off guard or something. But it's like you got to like mm. coax out those like raw and revealing and juicy moments where it's like, oh, my God, it's fucked up that he said that. Or God, look at him. Look uh-huh. how oh he's done. Look how unhappy he is. And there's yeah. none of that. It's just kind of like so and there's like one guy in it. Just- who is I don't know his his he's like can't bot on Twitter or something who is just fucking okay. insufferable he's like this pseudo intellectual <laughs> he like fancies him he's like a self-styled philosophizer of the incel movements and she just lets him like okay. bloviate without challenging him and it's like why are you giving this 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 oh. this fucking imbecile platform but it's like so it's just like a softball series of interviews like like nothing 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 challenging yeah, just like I mean a, there's like a, moments where she's like like lingering with them and there's like a lot of shots of like them sitting around and being sad but like nothing really happens and she, okay. she doesn't like create any kind of interesting circumstances where again they might be mm. challenged or we might see them just I don't know be pathetic and strike out in some capacity like there's no like dramatic yeah uh content it's just kind of these. What a shame! Yeah, it's just kind of these dudes in their early twenties complaining about how sad they are, yeah. and it's like, 
all right who cares you know watching it i kept thinking like shit i know off the top of my head several people (laughs) more pathetic than this you know absolutely we've talked about them on the show the best you can find jesus (laughs) get me on the horn uh yeah um tfw stands for that feeling well pod (laughs) um yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can start making a documentary about our experiences making this podcast. Wow, that sounds you know? horrible. And just yeah, yeah, man, like a, like a continuing docu series. As if the podcast were um, not a uh, enough of a masturbatory exercise, yeah. Ralph. In these <laughs> unprecedented times, people need a record. Yeah. Our people need a record of of how, what it's really like, yeah. what it's what it's really been like, especially for for frontline workers like the podcaster, and uh, and that I think well, no, obviously not. Um, oh, so. yeah, no, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine. It's like, uh, what was I what was I thinking about the other day? It was uh, shit. I completely lost my train of thought. Um, That's all right. I was mm-hmm. uh, I was texting someone about the incel doc. And I, I made that mm. same remark, like, shit, I know bigger losers than this. Um, and they asked me who I meant. And I was I was thinking about one of the guys I knew in film school. Um, his yeah. name was Dan. And mm-hmm. he, like, truly, like, just really just vibrated with tension, this guy. Like, mm-hmm. like people, people online nowadays, they like to, you know, they like to tweet about having you know, some kind of mental illness or anxiety or something. This guy had social anxiety on a level that he would not even be able to articulate it in any way. He was like painfully mm-hmm. awkward, just painfully out of the loop. Like he would talk to me and he'd be he would like have these little affectations like, hey, ah, that sounds good. Ah. You know, stuff like that. And I would just be like, oh, just like oh. to his face. I'd just be like, oh, man, come on. And he was like, <laughs> he was this like a- abject nerd. Uh. And there was always this like, this like bewildering question of his of his sexual identity it was weird because like he would always like i remember once like there was like some just one of those just pathetic just brown hued parties that everyone would go to you know just in like a brown and beige dorm and just everyone's sitting around Uh just in this just in a dimly lit setting just feeling bad and he would like he had like a couple (laughs) drinks and he was like trying to talk to me about girls and he's like ah ralph how do you pick up chicks Uh and i'm like god man i don't know and he was like, so like, who's like your, who's, who's like a the celebrity you most want to fuck? And I'm like, uh, and he's like, uh, what about oh. uh, Paris Hilton? And I was like, uh, no, actually, the, like, not particularly. Like, who says Paris Hilton? And then if you're going to, if you're going to take a shot in the dark, <laughs> fucking Paris the Hilton. Is that? Wow. <laughs> That's like your okay. safe choice. Yeah, I don't know. And, uh, and there was like another thing. Britney Spears. Like, he was like, like he would show, he was like linking up his computer to like show a project to the class one day. And he like made like cake. Katy Perry, his desktop laptop, just like a lot of weird gestures oh. like that. Like, oh, that's sec. Oh, boy, that's sexy, you know. And uh, <laughs> so then after a while, yeah. me and other people in the class were like, well, he's got to be like, he's definitely like gay, right? He's got to be gay and he's like closeted. And this idea like kind of gained purchase, you know, and it kind of resulted like I remember like at a party like the girls in the class like took him into one of their bedrooms and they had some kind of like protracted 
uh, powwow or heart to heart. And all right, so this is probably not chill to say. I realize like we live in 2020, you know, like sexuality is a spectrum. We don't like mm-hmm. to put people in boxes anymore. How someone expresses their sexuality doesn't have to be consistent with any pre-existing rubric or set of characteristics. Uh, Certainly, not. I will never know what was in this young man's heart. But in retrospect, it really seemed like he was so intensely awkward and suggestible that the people in the class just kind of convinced him he was gay. Oh, like he was like a deeply oh. socially inept person. And I think he was presented huh. with this and he latched onto it like, yes, that's that could be the problem. But it wasn't actually. And so there was a brief period okay. where he kind of started behaving in like a very purposefully like flamboyant manner. He like affected these like uh-huh. fey gestures. And he would I remember he'd wear like this bright pink ill-fitting V-neck or whatever. And he was just like briefly, there was like a semester where he was like into uh uh like reading as a stereotype of being gay. And on the one hand, it's like, all right, I well, I mean, uh, he could very well be gay. That doesn't mean that he has a a nuanced understanding of things like if 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 if, he, if his understanding of things mm-hmm. depends on stereotypes or is thin and misguided like who like just because he's behaving this way doesn't mean but then after a while he kind of abandoned that and i really got the sense and i wasn't the only one like at first we were like he must be gay right but then it was like oh i guess maybe he's not. i really i really got the sense that he was like gaslit into being gay by the people around him Oh, oh my goodness. So like he gave it a go and it was like, oh no, like that's like he like he didn't care for it. That's the sense I got. Yeah. Maybe it's not my place to speculate, but that's really what it seemed like. And you have to understand this guy was really hmm. a train wreck. And I remember the worst film I saw in film school, which is saying something (laughs) or rather the one that made me feel the most bad was his senior thesis film, which I'll just briefly describe. But, um, so like the weird thing about going to film school which you'll know of course is that like there's a difference between seeing like a bad movie that's produced by Hollywood or released in some capacity on some kind of platform and like a like an mm-hmm. like an amateurish movie because like a bad movie sure. even if it has like plot holes or inconsistencies or it's poorly written it it will at least like clear a certain bar of making sense you know, right. Like it'll, it'll adhere to an internal logic to like an acceptable degree just because it had to pass through certain yeah. uh, gateways. But like when you're in film school, you see a lot of films that are made by like amateurs, people who not only like don't have talent, but aren't even, they don't even necessarily have the res- the requisite skills to make a movie. So what happens is that you get movies that are not only bad, but they're like accidentally surreal and dreamlike because it's like, oh, why would that uh-huh. change? Just because they don't understand the basics of screenwriting. It's like, why would that happen? I don't understand. And uh-huh. so his his senior uh-huh. thesis film was a movie called um, How, to, How to Be Straight was the name of the film. Huh. And Interesting. it opens with, it's like a romantic comedy. And it opens with like this beta cuck at a diner with like three of his female friends, right? 
<laughs> and <laughs> that's how it opens. And then and th- and they're, they're like in a, like a small town, and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and like he's sitting across from this one girl. I don't remember. Let's just like call her Madeline. And he's like kind of like mm-hmm. he's kind of like uh, uh, smitten with uh, Madeline. But Madeline has a boyfriend who's like this like alpha jock who like shows up and like sweeps mm-hmm. her away. And he's like, "Come on, babe." And then he's sullen, right? And then he's confiding no. in the other two female friends and he's like, you know, I really have this, this huge crush on Madeline, but, you know, I'm a cuck. She likes this this Chad, you know? <laughs> and so they're like, you know what? We're, oh we're going to help you. It's weird because the movie is called How to Be Straight, but it begins with like, uh-huh. I guess they like vow to help him seem, I guess, more macho or masculine. I don't uh-huh. remember if they say we're oh. gonna tr- we're gonna sh- train you to be straight. Well, it's because like, well, he just said he has a crush on him. He is straight, so it's yeah. like, yeah, he is, and it's like I guess like that's a way you could say like more traditionally masculine. But it's uh, it seemed outlandish that a character like someone would say that. You know, it's like oh, we can make you more alpha, uh-huh. we can make you more macho. But it's where it's like we're gonna train you to be straight, and then there's like montages of him like just terrible, like struggling to do uh, chin ups in a park or whatever. And then like okay. there's like a there's like a dinner party at the crush's house and like the jock is there. All the characters are getting together. And um, there's like this contrived scene where he's for whatever reason, like briefly outside with the jock boyfriend. And it's just like that that cliched thing where he says something like, yeah, you ever like wonder, though, like what it might be like to be gay? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's like the hack joke, like the jock is is possibly closeted or whatever. But they all elect to like Mm -hmm. play a game of manhunt in the middle of the night for some reason, like, you know, hide and seek. What's 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 manhunt? I guess. Uh, So they're all scattered around. But there's like a plot point where the cuck, he like asks to borrow his crushes like puffy winter jacket that's like distinct and like red or whatever and they're hiding and he's hiding out somewhere and then the jock shows up and because the cuck is wearing his girlfriend's jacket he mistakes her for his girlfriend and so he runs up and he like kind of grabs him from behinds but then he sees it's like (gasps) the cuck and then like there's this he's like weirdly (laughs) he's like he's like weirdly uh traumatized and then this character just runs into the dark of the forest, and that's like that's the last we see the of jock him. The jock is traumatized. Like, he just abandoned his life because he like vaguely oh. <laughs> touched this guy. I touched a male ass, and I must go to the forest. <laughs> exactly. now. He just runs off, and he's gone. Yeah, and, and so the cuck yeah. guy goes back inside where everyone's waiting for him, and he walks up to the crush, and she's like, "What happened?" And again, this is like a hallmark. Like this is like a, a, an example of how student films can be so bad that they become surreal by accident because he just kind of gives her like a solemn like knowing look and then averts his gaze and then you read on her face that she somehow completely understands what he's saying like oh like she got like she (laughs) like it was somehow just subtly communicated just with that look like oh my boyfriend he thought you were me because you were wearing my jacket and Uh then he touched you kind of (laughs) And in a fit of he touched panic, your ass and now he he's just gone. Left his life oh, into no. the darkness. Yeah, and then here's yep. it's all here's over. The thing. Then she's like, there's like a, a like a a moment of of like reconciliation, and they're like, you have to cuck, you have to just embrace who you are. And then it ends on a note of him coming out of the closet. But it's like, wait a minute, the impetus for this whole movie was that he had a crush on this other character. 
So okay. he's gay now? Like and what so, is So it's like that's another Wait, so so the the end of the movie like he he comes out as gay and that's that's it. Like that's that's, that's the, the that's the end of the movie. Because but that's that's wild to that's me. That's an example man. of like, how like a student film could be so misguided and huh. not even half baked that oh. it just it, it, it's like what well, wait, what just happened here? And like I guess like a charitable reading could be something like wow, this character uh, they, they were so uh, confused that you know they are repressed homosexual, but they feel the need. He's he's convincing himself that he has to pursue this woman, but that's not really what's going on. And that would obviously be a, a much uh-huh. more interesting and nuanced movie. But it was horrible and very depressing. But it was interesting because it was kind of an accurate represent representation of this guy's just just fractured, just uh-huh. fucking car wreck of a of an identity you know it's like what the hell oh man i I can i can just imagine i can just imagine the screenwriting classes like the unbearable screenwriting classes and the and the professor being like well (laughs) uh have you considered yeah i i I don't think this ending really makes sense like you you haven't you haven't set up the pins to knock them down man like you ought to well this was like a this was like a a couple of flags that was shot and i had to watch and uh, then, mm-hmm. like in group mm-hmm. crit, I just like I remember, like I raised my hand. I was the first to speak, and I just kind of like earnestly described how sad it made me feel. And then it was just kind of quiet, mm-hmm. and then we moved on. Like it wasn't even like it seemed like I was trolling him. <laughs> I was just, and if I could just if I could just share one more on this uh. note. So there was another guy who could have easily been in the incel doc named Derek, who was just such a fucking idiot. Mm. Um, but like freshman year <laughs> in our screenwriting class. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we we read the scripts aloud and we would do group crit. And he was straight. I mean, he was like the straightish guy. And the, he just kind of looked like a toad in like a graphic tee with his, in his cargo shorts and whatnot. <laughs> and but he elected to like write this screenplay that was basically like, all right, I'm going to have the last word on being gay in America. You know, he wrote like what he he clearly sought to make like the definitive day in the life of the the maligned gay youth in the United States or something. And it was like the story that <laughs> follows this kid from like childhood into early adulthood, just like a, like a 15 page screenplay, but it's like, he's bullied as a kid. And then when he's a teenager, there's like a scene where the first guy he meets at a club, he like has like anal sex with him in a bathroom stall. And the guy's like, I don't have a condom. And he's like, I don't care. I love you. I remember that line of dialogue. And like all this stuff happens that I don't remember, but it's like very like offensive and obviously like ill-informed and sensationalistic. And it ends on this note where we're checking back in with the childhood bully as an adult. And he's just like tucking himself in, going to bed. But then he wakes up. He's like, oh, oh, what was that? And so our protagonist had like broken into his bedroom, like climbed in through his window, like fucking Spider-Man. And <laughs> the character had had contracted AIDS, right? He has like HIV and he had oh he had God. a syringe full oh. of his own AIDS blood that he injected what into, the f- into the into the oh now my adult God. neck. Jesus and I Christ. The last dude. line for the rest of my fucking life. The bully's <laughs> like, "What did you do that?" And the protagonist says, "I was tired of running." 
And so he reaches oh, a lot to the no. class. He's done. It's quiet. Just silence. Uh, just a thick silence. There was a gay kid in the class, too, who did not return after that semester. So uh, read into that what you will. Uh, so finally, I raise my hand okay. and I'm like, I don't know, man. I think this is like pretty offensive. And then someone else raises their hand. They voice the same. And then the professor was like, yeah, I mean, this kind of reminds me of movies that like uh, kind of like in a crass fashion exploit 9-11 as a plot point. So the consensus seemed to be that his movie was at least as bad as 9-11, but it was just absolutely <laughs> abysmal and terrible. Just to have that that confidence as like an 18-year-old dipshit from Park oh Slope. God. Like, I'm going to really do yeah, the gay community yeah. a favor and write this screenplay, mm-hmm. you know? We're going to figure this one out. <laughs> like, this will be the story to tell. Holy shit, that's... Oh, I'm having flashbacks. Like, what a... Just 18-year-olds writing movies. Ought to be against the law. IMO. But what are you going to do? We both did it. I had some I had some pretty cringeworthy ones in my day, but I, you know, I kind of, to my credit, I stayed in my lane, sure. I guess. Like, it was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty nerd shit. Stuff that, a, stuff that a guy who really got into Firefly when he was 16 might write, but. Oh, interesting. Know, we don't have to go into that. Right. Um, I, I really, I really like, um, the end of my, the end of my film school experience, it was like, okay, pretty much all set. Like that was, uh, I, I, I did, I did very little harm to other people. I, uh, I just kind of hung out and then I got it, then I got a job and that was, uh, and that was it. Um, yeah. Um, are you able to. Are you able to write at all these days? Are you still creating anything under the current circumstances? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I have a long-term project I've been working on. Uh, I haven't really. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of got it to a place I sort of like, and I was waiting on a couple people to read it. I haven't really tinkered with it in the past few weeks. But beyond that, I don't know. I try to stay busy writing stuff about other movies. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to read. Right, right. Your letterbox is pretty active. Yeah, yeah, but that's just kind of that's just kind of bullshit to keep me busy. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm obviously adrift. I'm as adrift as anybody. Um, It's better than posting. It is still posting, but it's a better kind of posting. (laughs) It's a more it's a more purposeful. I guess so. If you can imagine such a thing, I guess so. Uh, Are you reading anything? Have you watched anything? Um, have I watched anything? Not really. I saw I saw in the realm of the senses a couple weeks ago, which is that the uh, sex having movie. It's a it's the sex having. He puts movie. an egg in her pussy, um, and then she ends up cashing sure her husband. Sure does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slicing. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, slices dick and balls clean off <laughs> with a knife, um, with just the 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 reddest blood you've ever seen. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was like was that a Chinese movie? Yeah. Ja- it was a it was a French Japanese co production. Uh, uh. Um yeah. Um It's a good yeah. one though. I'd uh it's a good one. It's on the it's on the Criterion streaming service if you've got it. Um lots of very explicit sex. I mean it's basically um, the whole movie. Yeah. If I'm remembering ba- really the whole yeah. movie. It's it it, ha- it had a similar effect on me as like blue is the warmest color in terms of how I have not seen kind of that abrasive one. the the sex but was. That movie is yeah. notorious for uh, its male gazy, I suppose, sex scenes because it's about a uh, a young lesbian romance. It of course has a, yeah. a male director, 
and apparently there is really a gratuitous mm. amount of nudity. Though I hear it's it's pr- lots and I lots. I hear it's pretty. It's I hear it's pretty primo sex. nudity. I actually think that movie kind mm. of contributed to the fact that even most art house movies, like there's not a lot of. Um, carnality or sexuality at all in movies nowadays i feel like because mm. it's kind and you I, think that blue is the warmest color is partly to blame i think so because that like movie which i haven't seen but people seem to think that the sex scenes were so gratuitous that he kind of ruined it for everybody else because then just like <laughs> sex in general oh. became synonymous with like objectification or or misogyny or whatever you want to mm. call it i feel like he got a little too horned up and now the and now the rest of us can't get horned up at all, you know. <laughs> oh, ah, damn you, damn you, director of Blue is the warmest yeah. color. Um, I don't remember who it is. Yeah, no, I, I remember hearing stories about the production of that movie and just like it would just be exhausting days of uh, Leia Sedu and whoever her co-star was. Just like yeah, it was like seven like under seven hot minutes lights, scissoring just, scene or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's 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 a lot. Like I, I can imagine how that would have been a a, a nightmare to film. Um, but I sure could I sure could stand to get horny at some point again in my life. You know, <laughs> wow. it's uh, this is this is the I have never been less horny. Interesting than in this because a lot of people there's a something lot of people about seem this. to be reporting that that quarantine has made them more horny but you find that you're less i i i do not i do not understand that at all like that is that is well it's because they're separated from other people i suppose yeah i guess so i guess so but like um i i've heard i've heard scientists say that like times like these uh we will end up forgetting that this will kind of be a time in our lives that we that we base that basically just evaporates because like the days run into days sure, run nothing into weeks, is run into nothing months. is is impinging itself upon your mind yeah yes yes um and i can i can see that happening like i've i've really like i still i still feel the same like pain in my chest but it's not as affecting anymore sure. it's just kind of like you know i'm i've i've become a different man yeah you're probably um, just numbed who, by a depression yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I'm I'm definitely depressed. I'm definitely like, you know, it's okay. Like, it makes sense. Like, I think everyone, almost everyone's got to be depressed right now. It makes sense. Like, I'm I'm, uh, and that's fine. Like, I'm depressed. I'm not horny. Um, your your foot has been opened at the seams, spilling blood and pus. Absolutely. Your cats are feeding absolutely. upon it. I am. As you mm-hmm, record your mm-hmm. podcast, as um, you record your podcast, your father, like Tony <laughs> Soprano, looks with disgust through your cracked bedroom door. That fucking remember kid. that scene with AJ? It was memed briefly. Huge disappointment. Yeah, he's giggling like a bitch on his computer. <laughs> I am a people. Yes, yes. God, what oh a my god. Scene. Yeah. Ah, I love one of my favorite parts of The Sopranos. And spoiler alert, like like AJ just uh, never becomes the cool. Shittiness He's of just the shittiness of the two fucking piece of shit kids, till the, the end. The shittiness of both kids yeah. is so incredibly well observed. Like also like AJ, yeah, but yeah. also like the conversations that Meadow has with her late in the series boyfriend Finn when they're living on their own and talking mm-hmm. about like accepting their mm-hmm. parents' money and talking about their privilege and grad school and getting a job. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God, this is brutal yeah. how accurate it is of these kinds of shitheads who yeah. moved to New York. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a good TV series, man. <laughs> I miss The Sopranos. I miss I miss having 
because I, I only watched it this this past year for the first time, and I miss having like more Sopranos to watch. Um, I stopped watching that stupid Outlander show that I talked about a while ago because it just sucks ass and it's boring. Um, I've been watching oh, any good movies. I saw I saw Okja, the the Bong Joon Ho movie about yeah, the uh, yeah with the, with the, the super pig pig yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It's got like Paul Dano and and uh, what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal, Tilda Swinton. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen. Do they Wynn. fuck the pig? Uh, yeah, it's good. the The pig gets wow, fucked. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but not by a human. Oh, okay. So, but there is a there is a sex there there is a um, a rape scene between the 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 titular pig character and another pig. A rape scene, really. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's it's pretty Are good movie. Like Bong Joon Ho knows what he's doing. No, wow. no, I'm not. I didn't it's realize like a, it was that dark of a yeah. movie. It's pretty dark. So man. the central pig is dark. is not of pure heart. Well, no the uh, the the central pig is a is a female. So it uh it gets oh it's the uh, victim it gets, of the of the assault. Wow. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a really interesting. I watched movie. like the like, first I, ten I, minutes I think you might. once, and I turned it off because I wasn't into. I felt like it was gonna like it was like it began with like Tilda Swinton in some zany outfit, and it, it just kind of felt like the like a very kind of like broad form of satire that I don't like that much. Okay, I can I see. I thought that. like Snowpiercer was um, kind of similar, just kind of like very mm-hmm. obvious and. Uh, just kind of thin satire that I just find very grating. A similar movie to that was yeah. that Nightcrawler movie, also with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yes. It's like, yes. It's like sex and violence sells in the media. And it's like, cool, thank you, man. You know, and it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really putting up a mirror to society. Yeah. Yet again, appreciate it, Jake. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. Plays a, uh, plays a washed up um nature docu series star uh turned uh corporate puppet and animal torturer um i yeah. got a few I animals over give here a, i wouldn't give it mind a look. torturing i tell you what i know I just wanna, oh those those I those wanna, decaying I dogs club them like baby seals mm-hmm. just to take a take a ball peen hammer put them out of their misery don't just do that one, ralph don't the talk about dog your, that as your i mom's mentioned dogs just, that way. just all the day long does its pointless and atonal bark directed at no one i just really fantasize about oh. just like shiving it just like shiving it with like a prison shit oh and just, no and just feeling oh, the no. air disappear from the pockets of its body but yeah they're annoying i don't like them i i listen i don't blame you for feeling the way you do those dogs they're falling apart they're stinky they're not happy no. they're they don't they don't they don't add anything they got, to they got to shit your attitudes lives. they're not yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot, of, a lot of great things to be had from a, from a dog's presence in your life, but they get old, they fall apart. No, but these are also just dogs forever. with terrible personalities. Like it's weird. Like That's I've true. known, like I, I grew them. up with these dogs, many of them, um, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you become a nerd to them to a degree, but you see other people. I tweeted about this, but you see, uh, like, typically, like, I've been away from these dogs for a long time, um, and mm-hmm. I'm getting my largest uh, dosage of them since I was, like, in high school. Um, right, right. So, like, about a decade. And um, 
what was I going to say? Like I used to like see people posting about their dogs online and be like, you know, can I get a good boy in the chat or whatever? Fuck. And I would see this and I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> fuck that dog. He's probably not that good. <laughs> but like being with <laughs> like being with these dogs, uh, it's funny because it's like you have like a mental image of a dog, right? And that dog is like, arf, arf, comes up to you. You give him a little pat. Maybe he rolls over, you rub his tummy, he runs around, whatever, he takes a nap, he's fine. And it's like, yeah, fine, a dog, big whoop. But being with like several especially bad dogs has really given me a Mm. lot of perspective where I'm like, you know what, those dogs on the timeline, your dog probably is a good boy or at least a better boy than these. (laughs) And so... I get it, and it must be nice because, uh-huh. like, uh, like yeah, yeah. I have, I'm able to now appreciate that dogs have different personalities, and I know these five mm-hmm. well enough that I could say they all have fucking shit personalities. These are miserable fucking dogs. Mm. You know, <laughs> they're not all they good. Don't, they it's don't the luck respect the me. They certainly don't love me. They just see me as, as, mm-hmm. as a purveyor of goods and services, just lift me up on this couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you gonna feed me? Oh, just whinnying, just like, just yeah. like the dumb, the oh. dumb and balanced beasts they are. And um, oh no, they have, they have, they have no, no thoughts in their mind except for, for food, and and the rest of it is just static. And just like the household attitude static. towards them is like, oh well, you know how they are, and it's like, well, no, you you made them this way. You made yeah. them this way. And yeah. there's like an added kind of symbolic significance because it's like, well, no, they they suck because for the same reason that I suck, because this home sucks. <laughs> 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 like, I can't help but see my own poor development reflected in these father, stinky father, hounds. Let's, let's, mother, father, like, let's let's be clear. Things are this way because of you look <laughs> and that's look at the dogs and now uh, look at me now look back at the dogs yeah it is you that did this to me it is you that did this to all of us yeah and perhaps there should be consequences i just you know um, not to not to lay it lay it at their feet but it's just like i see the same patterns of just kind of like yeah this is enough just kind of complacency and and laziness and it's like well that's how you get a mm-hmm. so you get a fucked up dog so you get a yeah, fucked up son yeah. but um right don't just don't just have a dog or a kid because it's something to do you know that's, but no uh, I, I which we've which we've we've been through this particular topic a few times on the podcast but i think it is worth bringing up again here is like you know quarantine will eventually end will it Let's not have a let's not have a baby boom after this. Let's not have a uh, let's like I, I hear people talking about the baby bumps, and this comes back to the horny question. But like, don't have kids now. Let's not have kids right now. I I, I simply do not understand the urge. Like, there's there's never there's never been a a worse time to like bring a child into the world imagine that imagine that i i impossible for me to think about um yes you've been on this tip before sorry mom if you're listening pre even Uh, pre uh pandemic i saw yeah but i didn't really believe it back then i believe it now i saw trending on twitter like people making a big to-do about having a zoom wedding 
which I just thought was so oh, pathetic. Yeah. Like, why why are you doing this? Mm. Why are you having a Zoom wedding? Yeah. California Governor Gavin Newsom is allowing couples to marry by video conference for 60 days. So that'll be a thing. My sister was supposed to get married in June, and she, like, postponed her wedding. It was very sad. But, uh, you know, that's how, it's, that's how it is. Yeah. That's how it is. But I, I, I respect that more than, like, doing it over video conference. Like, the point of a wedding is to have a party. Yeah, like, why do it? Like, yeah. are you just doing yeah. it so you can... That's the thing. I think it's part of people, or at least part of Americans, lacking the imagination to appreciate how bad things are. Like to do yeah, that, it's kind of yeah. similar to people who got who have gotten really into like customizing their face masks, or who oh. can like bring themselves mm-hmm. to like do like uh, I don't know host Zoom parties or do whatever remotely. Like it's it's like it's like yeah. a form of denial or like they're not reckoning with it because it's like to have a Zoom wedding. It's like okay, well why do that? Why not wait or just not get married? But it's like, oh, this is fun. The pandemic is happening. We could be the people who 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 engage with this this novelty of like, oh, we're the couple who got married on Zoom. And it's like, cool, cool. The reason you have to do it that way, though, is because there's a disease that's killing millions of people. You know, that's right, why you have right. to do it's not just like a snow day and like wouldn't it be yeah. cool and original <laughs> if we had a snow day wedding or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh I sure like they're do. alighting sure do. Man, a lot like, of the story. It's like we're yeah. not just yeah. deciding to have this sleepover as a society and economy. You know, it's happening because we're trying to ward off continued mass death. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and perhaps not have rolling lockdowns for the next five yeah. years, but uh, but that seems to be the way things are going because this country is full of shitheads, uh, and uh, like everything is reopening. Yeah, everyone's way everyone's too soon. bored of uh, the pandemic, so that means it's it's done. It's like all right, that means it's done. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did the pandemic thing. All right, this it this is over. enough. This is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! And like you know, the South is shitty, but like New York is not much better. Apparently, I like, was told. You know, I was told the West- that there are people protesting in Long Island too. I mean, wherever you're going to have these yeah, like yeah. these like whatever you would call it, you know, suburban people, people who own mm-hmm. a car dealership and have two cars, like they're they're the people who are like clamoring and protesting in public to reopen the economy and i guess they're not the only ones who want to like i understand you know uh, loads of people have lost their jobs but i mean a lot of people just they're just over it and uh yeah yeah they have decided that they want to pretend it's not gonna be a thing anymore here let me let me see That's if i right. can find this reply to a tweet i found earlier regarding this yeah i mean as we've as we've said before, just like your average American has no capacity for self sacrifice, not at all. Or, yeah, you know, or or thoughts for any kind of community larger than, you know, the twelve or so people in their immediate family. Like it's a, uh, it's it's truly pathetic to be a part of this. Civilization. Okay, so this guy, but, Twitter user at Jeff Kazanoff, I don't know. He tweeted, "Very American to decide we are bored with COVID and therefore it is over." I faved it. Good tweet. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Uh-huh. So there was this one reply. Yeah. This guy, he is at Sandman158. His picture is a stock photo 
of five men in uniform. I think they're they're Marines. Uh, I don't think any of them are him. It's just like a picture of troops. I don't know. <laughs> he, has, uh, he has nine followers uh, uh-huh. and his bio is I speak the truth deal with it and uh, he oh, replies boy. to this with nah bro mm. if you scared hide under your bed we are returning back to normal life you just don't want to see it sadly and so uh, other people like one guy wrote uh, cool bring your parents and he says plan to unless I plan to never see them until there is a vaccine what changes between now and then nothing and then like oh, other people oh are like trying to call him out and it's like cool just you and your family stay out of the hospital when you get them sick okay and he says very very small percentage uh, any of us get sick and even smaller we get hospitalized and even smaller we die that's the risk that comes along with living life no vaccine anytime soon anyways doesn't matter unless I stay home for a year I kind of agree with him there but basically this guy he's kind of a case study where it's like Americans will bend reality to meet their complacency because it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I mean I don't have to be yet another person who like catalogs all the hypocrisies here or all the logical fallacies but it's like we're doing this because there's a deadly disease like there's a reason we're doing this but it's like they can't accept that hard reality and it's like also like to say nothing i love that we've like hand waved waved away the whole idea that like you know we started doing this like yes you know there's there's horror stories of like people in their 30s and 40s getting strokes anecdotally there are people even younger than that who have been killed by the disease but for the most part it's held true that yeah the the only people who really die are older people and sick people and like originally it's like okay well Mm -hmm. we have to do this to look out for each other that has just gone out the window like everyone collectively has been like all right that's no like when do i get to go back Mm -hmm. to to applebee's (laughs) But like, but like, even when like confronted with like the hard reality of like, well, you can go out, but it's like you and other people may die. It's like, mm, nah, don't like that. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, it's just like the complacency because you would think like fear would be there if anything. But like the mm-hmm, complacency mm-hmm. trumps the fear. It turns off the fear, the laziness yes. and the desire to continue to indulge in creature comforts is so great in Americans Mm -hmm. that fear doesn't even get a seat at the table. It's like, look, people will die. Maybe I'll die, but I don't think I will. All right. Right. Just let me go to Dick's Sporting Goods. The core beliefs, the core beliefs are like, first and foremost, I am a good person. Second, I can't, I can't hurt anybody else unless I'm like physically assaulting them. Like, and third, nothing should be denied to me under any circumstances. Yeah, if my boredoms like those, are not those amused, three yeah, core there's tenets. just like a blackout. They'll just they'll just they'll just take a marker in their brain and black out anything that flies in the face mm. of that. And uh and that's a pretty impossible thing to surmount in a variety of ways regarding Americans. Yeah. And that's why we probably can't get any real progress in this country. It really makes you yeah. think. Makes you think what is to be done. Um probably pass away. <laughs> uh without having done much of anything but we can hope we can sure hope oh we boy sure can. um you got any uh, you got any fun plans for the evening ralph you got anything queued i'm up? gonna start drinking immediately after this is over um absolutely my Respect. my adidas uh, track suit i believe is arriving this evening maybe i'll do a little photo shoot for the for the fans oh please do please do and i'll just continue my I ritual know, i know they all want to see it uh, 
of of still drinking and um mm-hmm. greeting the following morning with a muted horror <laughs> i think that sounds appropriate should we call in an episode i think we ought to i gotta go uh i gotta go bake lobsters um lobsters thermidor for my Damn, parents that sounds it's my good. night to cook so yeah we'll, we'll we'll see i'll post some pictures yeah, good luck with that rock for the real ball. fans Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, well, folks, uh, you know the drill. Follow the podcast at Feeling Well Pod. Follow Ralph at Hey Ralph Man. Follow me at Void Howler. Email the podcast at feelingwellpod at gmail.com. Um, rate and review on iTunes if you're so inclined. And uh, Ralph, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Lloyd. Goodbye, everyone. Be well. Yeah, 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 yeah.